0: right now. We're going to get right into God's Word. I want to give you one hour of Word. I want to teach you the Word for one solid hour. Colossians, that's my ministry. My ministry is pastor, teacher. My ministry is to teach you the Word of the Lord. And to teach you the Word of the Lord, I must compare spiritual things with spiritual things. I must stay in the Bible and teach you the Word of God within the Bible, not with my own input. So Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9, we're going to read, we're going to get right into God's Word. Verse 9 says, for this cause, Paul says, as he prayed, the Holy Ghost prayed through the Apostle Paul for the church. Since today we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you. And the desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. And all wisdom, spiritual understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. Increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthening with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering and joyfulness with joyfulness. And then he says in verse 12, where we get our subject, giving thanks unto the Father. Man I tell you that I'll jump off the page at you today. That's how it sounded when God showed me my message for the day. He said, this is what you're going to minister on giving thanks unto the Father. And then after that, he told us what the Father has done, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. God allowed us, enabled us as Gentiles. We're not Gentiles anymore, we're in the body of Christ. But he allowed us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Now, I told you this morning, saints in the Bible is not talking about the body of Christ. I want to just straighten that out because that's that's a lot of that's a lot of straightening out right there. You know I me mean? as a young pastor. You know I always hear people to get up and testify. Uh, good good morning saints and good afternoon saints and I know they mean well. But in the Bible, the saints were called the children of Israel. Now let me just show you that because a lot of people like to fuss. I'm not here to fuss. I'm here to teach. Genesis 32. Let's go back and show you. Way back here in Genesis, I'm not Genesis, Deuteronomy. Let's go to Deuteronomy. I'm going to show you this. Deuteronomy chapter number 32. See, this word saints is all through the Bible, but it's not talking to us believers as the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. God, know who you are in, in, in the Bible. You're the body of Christ. You're members of the body. And the members of the body, you're neither male nor female, born and free. We all one in Christ. All right, that's who we are. We are the body of Christ. God took one body, Jesus, the bread of life, and made all of us one body. Okay? He broke one body, one bread, made us all one bread. Okay? Now, all right, Deuteronomy 33. And this is a blessing Wherewith Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death, and he said, "Remember who he's talking to—the children of Israel." And he said, "The Lord came from Sinai, rose up from Seir, unto them. He shined forth from Mount Paran. He came with ten thousand of saints. Now you've got to see that again. He came with ten thousand of saints." From his right hand went a fiery law for them. Now you know good and well, the law was not for you. The law was for them. All right? Just got through saying so. Then verse 3 said, Yea, he loved the people. He loved the people, all his saints. He loved the people, all his saints are in thy hand. And they sat down at his feet. Everyone shall receive thy words. Moses commanded us a law. Now, you know Moses never commanded you the law. See, that's one verse to tell you the saints are the children of Israel, not us. But let's, let's go on because I want to show you this. Uh, and let me tell you why this is so important. Let's go back to uh, uh, Acts, uh, 2 Thessalonians 1. Let's go back to 2 Thessalonians 1. I'm going to give you about five or six of these before I get my message. I just want to do this because I hear a lot of people not understanding, and they take the words out of order. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse number 10. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. So when I tell people that Jesus Christ, uh, he's, we are the body of Christ, Jesus Christ is not coming back for us. See, all you got to do is take the word saints and see that. He just got through sin. He's coming with 10,000 of his saints. Well, you know that's not us. All right. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number 10. It says, when he shall come, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints. So when Christ came, he came to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in them all that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So he came when he came. He came to be glorified in his saints. So if you just read the word of God, it'll tell you. Now, let's look at another one. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 and verse 18. Let's go back to Ephesians. Chapter 1, verse 5. Just take the word saints and go through the word of God. You can see it. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. Having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, Ephesians chapter number one, verse 15. That's what we're getting ready to read. I'm sorry, I read the wrong verse. Verse 15. Wherefore I labor after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love to all saints. Now he's talking to the Jew, to the Gentiles. Watch what he say to the Gentile believers, which was the body of Christ? He said, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith, talking about the body of Christ in the Lord Jesus, and your love to all the Saints so he's telling them that when I heard you you love the Saints I cease not to give thanks for you make it mention also you my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him watch verse 18 the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what's the riches of the glory watch this of his inheritance in the saints. See, we, we, we are partakers with the saints. All right, God gave the inheritance to them first. We became partakers of that inheritance when we came in Christ. All right, L- let me show you that again. Uh, let's show you another one. So when I gave you Acts 20, 32, I showed you them that I sanctify. Paul, Acts 26, 18 his ministry was to give us an inheritance that the saints already have. See, if you go back to Psalm 30, let me, let me go back. In Psalm 30, you'll hear verses like this. Psalm 30 and verse 4. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints. Now, you remember the Bible, we as Gentile were not in the old covenant. Remember, we were not we were not saved no Covenant. We got saved when God raised Jesus from the dead. But they were saints in the Old Covenant. Sing unto the Lord, Psalm 30 and verse 4. O ye saints, give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Psalm 50. See, if you just go through the word of God. Now this Psalm 50 is going to straighten you out if you can, if you can be straightened out. Psalm 50 and verse number 3. Our God shall come. Now, if these people are talking about this before, before you got saved, we were saved in a new covenant when God raised Jesus from the dead. Psalm 15, verse 3. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous around about him. He shall call to the heavens. Now, that's who, who Israel was. Remember, at that time, Now we are called the heavens, and they called the earth. These are the two sections that God has. The body of Christ is the heavens, and we got the church of God is called the earth because they are the children of Israel. Their inheritance was earthly, natural, ours is heavenly. Okay, so when you hear God create the heaven and earth, that's what he's dealing with, the body of Christ and the church of God, all right? And our God shall come and shall not keep silence. Verse 4 says he shall call to the heavens. You see an S on there? From above, he shall call to the heavens from above, and he shall call to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints. See, if you know who saints are, you know it's not us. Gather my saints together unto me. Those that have made covenant with me by sacrifice. Now, this was the children of Israel. And then it says in verse 6, And the heavens shall declare... His righteousness. For God is his judge himself Sealer. Then he's gonna say, Hear O my people, and I will speak, O Israel. Wait now he tell you who it is. He called him saints, he called him his people, then he called him Israel. Hear O my people and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against you, I am God even thy God. So you got to understand something that when you use the word saints. You're not talking. Let's, let's do a couple of New Testament. Let me, I, I need to just search another basis. Romans 15, 26. Romans chapter 15. I'm going to get in the message. I'm going to get right back in the message on giving thanks to the Father. But I want you to understand. God made you, made us partake of the inheritance that the saints already had. See, we was not in that covenant. Uh, matter of fact, let me do that first. I'll come back to Romans. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. Watch what this says. I'm going to wait on you. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 11. Are you there? Wherefore remember that in time past, being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, that's who we were, we were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision of the flesh made by hands, that at that time... We were without Christ. Watch what he tell us. In verse 12, watch what he tell us. We was alienated. So when I get through here, I'm going to go back to Romans chapter 9 because I want to show you another one. We were alienated. Now, Now watch what he tell you. We were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. We were strangers from the covenant of promise. Strangers. We didn't have no covenant. And then we're having no hope. We was without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why I'm thanking the Father. I'm, I'm giving thanks to the Father because He gave me His Son. So if He didn't give me His Son, I couldn't get in His covenant. I could not get my inheritance. To the inheritance of eternal life, I could not have gotten it if God had not given us His Son. Hallelujah. Watch this. We were Gentiles in the flesh. We were aliens. We were strangers from the covenant of promise. We have no hope and we were without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometime was afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Don't let nobody fool you. Look at Romans chapter number nine. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Romans chapter nine. And verse number four. Paul said, I said the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have a great heaviness and continuous sorrow in my heart. I could wish that myself was a curse from Christ for my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Who are Israelites? To whom pertaineth the adoption? See, that was not ours. God adopted us in Christ, but let me tell you something. Without Christ, you would not be saved. Who are Israelites? To whom pertain the adoption? Watch this, and the glory. Remember, I tell you, he's the Father of glory. If you was not in Christ, you could not. He could not be your Father. The glory, and the covenant and the giving of the law, and the service of God. All this stuff was belonged to Israel. They were the only one who could serve God. They the only one who had a covenant with God. They had the glory. They had the adoption. They had everything. And then they had the promise of the Holy Spirit. Whose are the fathers and whom concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all God blessed forever? Amen. So, if God had not given us Christ, none of this would have been ours. None of this would have been ours. So, let me show you that. Let me show you that. I, I gave you Ephesians. So, let's go back to Ephesians. I gave you that chapter 2. But let's go to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. Now in Romans chapter 15, I gave you a verse that to me is a tremendous blessing, but let me show it to you in verse number 26. Romans 15, 26. In Romans 15 and verse 26, he says, for it has pleased them, I'm showing you that the Jews were the saints. It had pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia, to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. He's talking to the children of Israel. They were the saints at Jerusalem. Let me show you another one. Acts 26.10. Acts chapter 26 and verse 10. Who did Paul persecute? When Paul was persecuting people on the road to Damascus, who did he, I'm sorry, the Damascus, I'm sorry, Damascus. But who did he persecute? Acts 26. Let me show it to you. In verse number 10, Acts 26 and verse 10. Watch what Paul says. In verse 9, Acts 26 9, he's testifying before Agrippa, he said, I thought verily myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus Christ. Now, this is what Paul was talking about in court. He said, which things I also did in Jerusalem. Now, in Jerusalem, it was not where the Gentile went to church. Come on now. Jerusalem was where the saints went to church. Which things I also did in Jerusalem. Many of the saints, many of the saints did I shut up in prison Many of the saints that I shut up in prison have received authority from the chief priest. When they were put to death, I gave my voice. The saints were shut up in prison. So you need to write those down. The saints. Now in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, this is the last one. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. This is why when you study the Word of God, you got to know how to rightly divide the Word of God because everything in the Bible is not talking to you. Let me say it again. Everything in the Bible is not talking to you. See, everything in the Bible is not talking to you. Some things in the Bible are talking to you, but you got to rightly divide the Word. Everything in the Bible is not talking to you. There are some things that are talking to the churches of Jerusalem, the the church of God, and then there are some things that are talking to the Gentiles. The church of God was dumbing the Jews. Then there was the body of Christ. So you had Antioch. Then you had Jerusalem. Now watch what it says. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. Watch what Paul says. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. All churches of the saints. Well, there were churches of the saints called the church of God. And then there was the body of Christ where well, you had a mixed multitude of people who lost their identity, and they were neither male nor female, born or free. They was all one in Christ. But the church of God was dominant Jews. They, were, they worshiped at Jerusalem. So when Paul persecuted the church, he persecuted the church of God. Let me show you one more. 1 Corinthians 15, why are you there? 1 Corinthians 15. Paul says in verse 9, 1 Corinthians 15, 9, I'm the least of the apostles. I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted, watch this, the church of God. See, the church of God was the churches of the saints, was what the church of God, they were Jews. I persecuted the church of God. So all through the word of God, look at Galatians chapter 1. Look at Galatians chapter one. See' all through the word of God, you can just just find this stuff. Galatia. Galatians next book. Watch what Paul told you what he did. Galatians chapter one and verse 11. I certify your brethren that the gospel which was preached of me was not after man, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. You heard of my conversation in time past, in the Jews' religion, how they're beyond measure, watch what he says, I persecuted the church of God. I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. Well, who who did he persecute? The church of God, and he wasted it. And I profited in the Jews' religion above my equal my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for tradition of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen the Gentiles, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. So he persecuted. Who did he persecute? He persecuted the church of God. That's why you have to understand the word of God is so very important that you do. Okay, now that's enough to kind of get you over. But let's go back to my text because I'm teaching giving thanks to the Father. Now, let's go back there again. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Let's try this one more time. Colossians chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father. That's my teaching. But here it is. What did he do? He made us meet. He made me qualified to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, you got to understand something. These saints was already in Christ before we were. They were already in light. In light meaning Christ. So God made us partaker by giving us his son. Without Jesus Christ, there's no way you could be a part of the body of Christ and yet people are telling you you can get this stuff by water baptism, and that just is ignorance. All right, now let's move on. Now, what I want to do today is I want to catch up. Like I said, we're we going we gonna to get right into this word because I want to show it. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3, because Ephesians going to tell you what happened and how it happened. Remember, Acts chapter 26 gave you the purpose. Acts chapter 3, and in and, 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 uh, Acts chapter 26, verse I'm sorry, 26, 18, Acts 26, 18, Paul, the purpose of Paul's ministry, open the eyes of the blind, turn them from darkness to light, turn them from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them that are sanctified, which was talking about the church of God. All right? They were already in Christ. All right, now, we're going to take this to the next part, and we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 3, and we're going to show you now Paul's ministry, uh, his purpose, or the vision that God gave him. Ephesians 3, one for this cause, Paul said, the prisoner of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 3, the prisoner of our Lord Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. If you've heard, now remember I told you about the dispensation of grace. So Paul says, I'm the prisoner of Jesus' Christ for you Gentiles. If you heard of the dispensation of the grace of God. Now remember now, you are in the dispensation of the grace of God right now. Let me show it to you. Romans 6. See, Romans 6, 14. You are in the dispensation of the grace of God. Romans chapter 6, verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. You are under grace now. You are in the dispensation of grace. So Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 1, Paul said, For this cause I the prison of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. If you heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me, which was given to Paul for the Gentiles, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I wrote a few words. So everything Paul gave, God gave Paul for the Gentiles was by revelation. Now what does that mean, Pastor? It means it was spiritual, heavenly, holy. It was not natural. Everything that God gave to us was spiritual. Israel, God gave them natural things. God gave us heavenly and spiritual things. So that's why Paul preached to the Gentiles. And I'm going to show you that because of the, the Jews now, we became partaker of their spiritual things. They became partaker of, we became partaker of the word. See, we didn't have the word of God. We didn't have nothing. Everything we got, God grafted us in to what the Jews already had. Through Christ now. Through Christ. Now watch how this thing looks at here. So Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 3 says, How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery of which I wrote in a few words. Verse 4, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. That word mystery of Christ is the same thing as the gospel of Christ. Which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it is now revealed. Remember, Paul's message is revealed under his holy apostles and prophets by the Holy Ghost. Here's a revelation that the Gentiles shall be fellow heirs. Here's a revelation. Number one, the Gentiles shall be fellow heirs. Number one, the Gentiles shall be fellow heirs with the saints. Number two, the Gentile will be of the same body. Number one, the Gentile shall be what? Fellow heirs. Number two, the Gentile will be a one body, and the Gentile will have the same father. Now watch this. How is he going to do this? The Gentile shall be fellow heirs of the same body and partake of the Holy Ghost in Christ by the gospel. How's he going to do it? He's going to do it by the gospel. That's the only way God planned to do it. That's why you reject the gospel. You're rejecting his inheritance. You're rejecting being partaker of the fellowship, partaker of the Holy Ghost, partaker of Christ. You're rejecting everything because you feel like you don't need the gospel of Christ. You don't need Paul, Paul ministry. You are saved in the book of Acts. See, so you rejected the word of God. Once again, Ephesians 3.60, here's the message, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs, talking about with the saints or with the Jews. Fellow heirs, we're going to inherit what they already inherited. We have the same body. We are all in one body, and we will partake of the Holy Spirit, or partake of his promise in Christ by the gospel. The only way we're going to get the Holy Ghost is by the gospel. And I'm going to show you that today too. So don't let nobody tell you get the Holy Ghost by somebody breathing on you or blowing on you. You don't get no Holy Ghost that way. Now I can, I can breathe on you, lay hands on you and all this stuff. You can fall out on the spirit, but you don't have the Holy Ghost. If you didn't get the Holy Ghost from the preaching of the word, you don't have the Holy Ghost. You just fell, you, fell on the, you fell on the floor. The Holy Ghost is powerful. The anointing is powerful. The anointing is powerful. You can fall down. It don't mean you got nothing. So that's why I don't use the Holy Spirit to demonstrate that power like that. I use it to preach the Word so you can get the Spirit on the inside of you. Because falling down won't change you. Although it looks good, although it looks real powerful, but it won't change you. It will not give you a new birth you got to preach the gospel to get the Holy Spirit and then fall down. If, if the Holy Ghost is on you, don't, just don't fall down just to say, man, I feel the Spirit today. You know, you know, when I was growing up as a young pastor, I always used to hear people say, oh, Sister So-and-so got the Holy Ghost this morning. How you know she got the Holy Ghost? She was all over the floor. All over the floor don't mean you got the Holy Ghost. If that word did not come into your heart and get, make you a new creation in Christ, you don't, you don't have the Holy Spirit. felt good, but that won't that's not enough. All right, now let's move on. So I gave you, I'm giving you keys as you go along. You're a partaker of the promise in Christ by the Holy Ghost. All right? now let's show you what this promise is because the promise of the Holy Ghost so you're partakers. partaker. Let, let's just keep going. Philippians 1, 1 and 2. You Ephesians, let's go forward. Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 2. I'm going to show you now that you are partakers of God's grace. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 2. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, Paul says, always in every prayer of mine for you making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day to now. Here it is. Being confident of this very thing that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Christ. Perform it into the day of Christ. But look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. That's my key verse, verse seven. Here it is. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you, Because I have you in my heart, in so much as both in my bonds and the defense of the confirmation of the gospel. Watch this. You are partakers of my grace. You are partakers of my grace. That's what Paul says. So I'm partaker of the grace of God. I'm partaker of the grace of God. God gave the grace of God to the apostle Paul. I'm a partaker of it. What you need to do is take your part. You do that by believing in the Lord Christ Jesus Christ his death bear, and resurrection you will take your part. All right, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 16. Now this is one of the probably one of the great one of the controversial things in the Bible that people do not understand. But anyway, I will share my wisdom with you and hope that you will see. That's all I can do. If you see something else, praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 16 the cup of blessings which we blessed now remember who is Paul talking to talking to the church of God i showed you that earlier he's talking to the church of God that's why i went in there and i talk about the saints at jerusalem the churches of the saints 1 corinthians 14:33 let me go back over there again 1 Corinthians 14, See, if you read the Bible, you've got to stay with what you're seeing. 1 Corinthians 14, Paul said, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So if he's talking to them in Corinth, who is he talking to? The churches of the saints. But let's go and see. who are the saints. The church of God. Let's go back and check the first page and see if that's right. We'll see if this is the church of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 1. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. So our brother. Here it is. Verse 2. Here it is. Don't drop the cup. Unto the church of God. So what people are doing is they're reading the message for the church of God and trying to make it for the body of Christ. God did not give the body of Christ water baptism. Gave it to the church of God. God did not give the body of Christ, don't drop your cup, bread on the table, wine on the table. He gave it to the church of God. He gave us the revelation of that. Let me say it again. He gave us the revelation of the bread on the table. He gave us the revelation of the wine on the table, but he gave them the wine on the table and the bread on the table. He gave them physical baptism. He gave us spiritual baptism. Remember, our inheritance is spiritual, not natural. So, in First Corinthians, chapter one, verse two, unto the of, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, unto the church of God which is at Corinth, to them which are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, which. All in every place call upon his name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Because they were saved in the name Jesus. You were saved by grace. The church of God. They were called to be saints. Let's move on. Now, let's go to the next. 1 Corinthians 10 16. Let's show it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 16. The cup of blessings, which we bless. Now remember, he's talking to the church of God. The cup of blessings, which we bless. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Now remember the word communion means fellowship. Then he says the bread. So he's talking about two things here. The cup and the bread. God knows, I hope He you opened your eyes, the cup and the bread. There are two things on the table. We used to serve this in our church but we don't have to do it no more because we have the revelation. See, before we had the revelation, we were doing the same thing too because we were doing it naturally. But God did not give us a natural inheritance. He gave us a heavenly inheritance. Hold, hold, hold your finger. Hold your finger right there. Let me show you one more. Look at 2 Corinthians Watch what Paul told these Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians 4.15. I'm going to wait for you. 2 Corinthians 4.15 said, for all things are for your sake. All things. That the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many read down to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, Paul says. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man, watch this, perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. Though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. But how is it gonna happen? For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us are for a more exceeding eternal weight of glory. Well, well how, how is it going to work, Paul? Our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us are for a more exceeding eternal weight of glory. How does it work? Why we look not at the things which are seen, How does the Holy Ghost work in your life? Why you look not at the things which are seen? You look at the bread on the table. You're looking at the cup of wine on the table. You don't see the body of Christ. You don't see the blood of Christ. You are seeing bread and wine. You will never change. Let me say it again. You will never change. If I keep you doing that, you will never change. Now, the Bible told us how we'll change. Here, and he told us again in 1 Corinthians. So let's do, we got three, our thing in three different places here. Well, watch this. I'm not, I'm not done with you yet. So you got to understand... You cannot change. You got to compare spiritual thing with spiritual thing. You are changed from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. But watch how it's going to happen. Why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Well, how are we going to see things that are not seen? That's why he told you verse 13. Verse 13, same chapter, 2 Corinthians 4, 13, why, why we have the same spirit of faith? Why you think he gave you the spirit of faith? So you can look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. The things which are seen are temporary. The things which are seen are temporary. The things that are not seen are eternal. All right. Alright, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Let's you there. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. See, God changes you from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18. Now that, that goes with 2 Corinthians 4.17.18. So you go, you go, you, you have to put that thing down. You have to 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18. So we're going to start reading in verse number 15. Watch what it says. 2 Corinthians 3 15. But even until this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their face. All right. As long as Moses is read, the veil is over your face. Now, what's Moses? Moses, the law. What the Passover on the table? Law. As long as you keep it at looking at natural things, the veil is still over your face. Watch me here. The veil is still over your face. Nevertheless, verse 16 When it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Watch this. If you are turned to the Lord, remember, he's spirit, so now you're not using your natural physical eye to see. You're walking by faith. Now the veil is taken away. All right, now watch what happened. In verse 17, now the Lord is that spirit, see. When you turn to the Lord, the Lord is that spirit. And now the spirit, what well, the spirit of the Lord is there at liberty. But we all with open face beholding the glass the glory of the Lord. See as long as I can see the spirit of the Lord by, with my faith now. I'm changed into the same image. From glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord. That's how God changes me. Now if you know anything about Jacob in the old covenant. Jacob wanted ring our spotted and speckled cattle because he made a covenant with Laban that all those who was ring our speckled spotted would be his. And the one that did not have ring our spotted and speckled would be Laban's. How did Jacob get it done? Jacob took a branch. Now you gotta know that the branch is Christ. He took a stick. And he put on the stick rings, speckles, spots on the stick. And when the cows came to drink, he would put the stick in the water. And the cows would see the, the ring eye, the speckle, the spot in the water. And it would change them when they birthed. So the animals started giving forth ring out speckled and spotted the sheep began to get ring out. labeled like what's going on here well Jacob knew that if they had an image so if you don't preach Christ you don't have no image if I show you the bread on the table wine on the table the people are gonna remain religious what if I take away the bread from the table and I give them the bread from heaven then they'll use their faith. Man will never use his faith as long as you give him visual. That's why in an airplane, you got to learn how to fly. Now you can drive a car, but that don't mean you can fly a plane. What's the difference? In the, in the car, you have visual. You have a road, you have a line, you have a speed limit. Well, you got the same thing up there, but it's not visual. You got to learn how to read as a pilot. You got to be able to look at everything and know exactly where you are, how fast you're going. That thing is so complex until you can take your hand off of it and the person who's on the ground can fly you in and land you. You think they're going by sight? No. That's what you can't do in the body of Christ. You, people are walking by faith, walking by sight, and they think it's faith. No. God gave you faith for the impossible. I'm telling you, somebody already got that. God gave you his faith so you can believe him for the impossible. The thing that God wants to do is too big for you. Too big for me. You got to have God's faith to believe him for his word. All right, let me let me continue. Pray. Thank you, Lord. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3 said, But if our gospel be hid, it's hid for them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the mind of them who believe not. So people who don't believe, the God of this world has blinded their minds. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. They're my image. That's my image. As long as I keep the gospel of Christ in the front of the people, they see the image. You remember what God said to the children of Israel, Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes? When you go out and get somebody saved, you think, you make them the twofold child of hell than yourself. Proselytes. Why? Because they was making the people like them. What you think religion is, tradition of men. What you think happened to 90% of churches. Everybody just alike. That's what the man doing. He's making everybody in the church like him. God don't want us to be like man. He gave us Christ. He gave us the gospel of Christ. So we can be like Christ. We are God's children. He don't want us to be like man. He wants to be like him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So giving thanks to the Father. Giving thanks. Look at Romans 15, 25 while you're there. Romans 15, 25. What an awesome verse. Romans chapter 15 and verse number 25. Watch what Paul says. But now I go to Jerusalem to minister, watch this, to the saints. Always Jerusalem saints. It had pleased, Paul says, them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution, watch this, to the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. It had pleased them verily, and their debtors they are, if the Gentiles have been partakers. Now remember what he's saying if the Gentiles have been partakers of their spiritual things. Now, that's how we got the Word of God, the covenants. That's how we got the New Testament. That's how we got the Word of God. That's how we got faith. That's why we got everything. We had nothing. So we got this from the saints, the church of God. So now Paul says, now they've fallen on hard time, and they had a famine in the land. So Paul says, Now, if the Gentiles, who have been partaker of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister them in corner things. Now, that's when Paul was taking up monies, finances from the churches because they had a famine in Jerusalem and the saints in Jerusalem were affected by it greatly. So Paul would go around to the Gentile churches, take up offerings, and take those offerings to the saints in Jerusalem to make sure they were taken care of. That's what that happened in the days of the Apostle Paul. All right, now let's move on. Because Romans 15 just says we are partakers of all spiritual things in Christ. Look at Ephesians 3.1. We are partaking. The only reason you got spiritual things, you got it because you're in Christ. Ephesians 3, 1 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 1. For this cause I the prisoner of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. I'm reading it wrong. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath, past ten. watch this, Has blessed us, what all, not some, all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. All the spiritual blessings are ours now because we're in Christ. What are those spiritual blessings? Let me go back and show you. you right here in Ephesians. Remember I gave you Ephesians and I gave you Romans 9. Let's put them two together. you see them. These are the spiritual blessings he's talking about. Ephesians 2. And verse 12 says, for at that time we were without Christ. We were aliens. We were strangers from the covenants. We were strangers from the promises. We had no hope. And we were without God in the world. That's where we were. But because of the blood of Christ, we were made nigh to God. But let's go to Romans chapter 9. you see the other ones. And verse 4, who are Israelites? To whom pertain the adoption. See, all these things we have now in Christ, all spiritual blessings. We got adoption because we're in Christ. We got the glory because we're in Christ. We got the new covenant because we're in Christ. We're able to serve God. We're able to worship God. We got the promises. We got all of this stuff because we're in Christ. So, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ see I have eternal life right now dwelling inside of me because I'm in Christ let me finish this one on 1 Corinthians chapter 10 because I didn't show it to you in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 watch what Paul said to them the cup of blessing verse 16 the cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of, of the blood of Christ the cup then he said the bread so you only got two things the cup and the bread the bread Which we break is it not the communion of the body christ now watch how he changed gears and tell him what it is and verse number 17 he says for we being many are one bread wait a minute he's not looking at the bread on the table he's telling you that's what god did with the bread on the table he broke the bread and made many pieces one man jesus jesus is the bread christ is the blood let me say it again Jesus is the bread, Christ is the blood. Jesus was 100% man, Christ is 100% God, Christ is spirit man, Jesus was a natural man. That's why you have the bread and the wine. So God took the bread in verse number 17 and made the church. He took one man, Jesus, and he made us. We the body Christ now. For we being many are one bread. Now if we one bread, what am I eating bread off the table? We the bread. The church is the bread now. The body and the bread is the same word. Watch what it says. We being many are one bread and one body. Now if I'm one bread and one body, well what happened to Jesus? we will partake of him. Everybody who's in Christ, you, you're the body of Christ. Christ lives in Jesus. you the bread. We are all, and then he's going to close here, we are all partakers of that one bread. We are all partakers of that one bread. Let me show you one verse, John chapter 6 and verse 35 look at John chapter 6 and verse 35 start at verse 32 Jesus said to them verse 32 verily verily I said to you Moses gave you not that bread from heaven wait a minute that bread they came down from heaven Moses gave you not that bread from heaven my father giveth my father giveth you the true bread from heaven well what's the true bread from heaven you think it's the bread on the table no. He's going to tell you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven. My Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. Verse 32. Verse 33 The bread of God is He. The bread of God is a person. The bread of God is He who is coming down from heaven and giveth life to the world. Then said they to Him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. Jesus said to them, I'm the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never die, never hunger. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. Jesus is the bread. Christ is the blood. Well, where is Christ? In you. The blood is in you. Why? Because you're the body of Christ. You're the body. You're the bread. The blood is in the body. Get the Lord a big hand. I hope you got that. Praise God for his goodness. Hallelujah. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.